interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 97 of the DC Comics Review Show here on Not A Robot. As always, I have my amazing co-host here to discuss the books this week with me, Rob. Sorry. Dramatic I'm pause. Hearing, I'm sorry, I'm hearing something down here. Uh, you're you're hearing weird. something? I'm sorry. I, sorry about that. I thought I heard something <clears throat> down here. No, it's very dramatic. Uh, yeah, sorry. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Josh. And give Hello, you a humans. After that, uh, after that little moment. Uh, today we'll be covering the latest books from DC uh, and uh, discussing them as we normally do. Make sure you stick around until the end of each episode to hear our top three books of this week, our biggest stinker, and to find out which titles might make the dump list. If you'd like to support us further, please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash podcast for either a one-time donation or subscription for access to our Discord as well as other exclusive content available on the network. But with all that said, let's get into some news for this week. I'm going to pass it over to you because I have nothing on my end. What's new in Neither comics? Neither do I. <laughs> oh, shit. It's all me this week. All right. All so you. I got something good, something bad. Flip a coin. What do you guys want to hear first? Good news or bad news? Well, I'll you always some, get the bad news some, first. Yeah, I'll take some bad news. Okay. That so. way the good news is there afterward to lift you up. Yeah, exactly. Well, this, the good news is definitely going to lift you up because... So the bad news, uh, Gotham Knights, not the video game, TV show, the trailer came out. If you haven't watched it, my god, watch it. If you like <laughs> watching a disaster movie, watch this trailer. It's a minute and a half of tears. It's fucking fantastic how bad this is going to be. <laughs> the OC oh, Gotham fun. edition. That's yeah, fun. It's, it's Riverdale with Batman characters. Yep. Well, some and Batman that characters. Other ones they invented for no reason. Realistically, they invented all of them because not a single one of these characters has anything like the comic counterparts. They're all original characters using the names that they were in the comics. That's it. Yep. Joker's Haven't daughter might be accurate, but <clears throat> barely. Everyone else is pretty much brand new. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's useless. gonna be weird. Yeah. And and Bruce apparently has a new, apparently adopted son, Turner Hayes. Turner Hayes may or may not know that he's Batman. It's kind of unclear. Yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) I will do myself the favor of not watching it then. I will do the same. If you want to watch some good TV, I want to add that one to the dump list. (laughs) Yeah, jeez. Um, All right, what's well, the good news then? Yeah, bad news out of the way. The good news is Batman Inc. is returning. Oh, yeah. As we've oh, all yeah. been seeing the writing on the walls coming, it's it's been in the, the theories, and it is confirmed coming back in October, written by none other than Mr. Ed Brisson, who we recently had an interview with. Well, I wasn't there. You guys mm-hmm. and Nathan were there, and it was a very oh, yeah. good a lot interview, of fun. I must say. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, thank you. Yeah, it, uh, so that, that's something to look forward to on October. I believe that will be the first real solicitation for October, uh, considering we just got our September solicitations a week ago. So, I don't, oh, fuck, no, two weeks ago, I guess. So, yeah, I, I don't remember who's drawing it. I think it was John Timms. 
Um, but yes. don't quote me on that. Yes. I've Good deal. The announcement in a couple of days. days. Yeah. So that's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, mm-hmm. We w- will actually talk more about Batman Inc. later in this episode, so I won't give away any plot details yet. <laughs> but if y'all have read this week's books, you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen. So. Well, they haven't. That's why they're listening to us save themselves exactly. some money. Yeah. Or figure out which ones they really should buy. Yeah. Yeah. Or just hear our wonderfully sexy voices. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, take your pick. It's, uh, it's a variety. <laughs> Could be the trifecta. But, oh, all right, I guess trifecta. that's it for news. Yeah, it's a small kind of, a, kind yeah. of Oh, a, well, I, I guess there's one thing. I don't know how much it counts. Uh, I wasn't really going to mention it, but I guess it's worth mentioning at least just because it's, it's kind of big. Um, over at Marvel, it was recently announced that Joe Quesada, after, what, 25 years of being Marvel's chief... Well, not 25 years of being chief creative officer, but 25 years of being in the corporate side of Marvel, both as editor-in-chief and chief creative officer... Uh, Joe Quesada has decided to leave, which is pretty crazy. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm sure Kinda some people will be celebrating be it. There. Yeah, I know. Some people I'm sure will be celebrating, especially the Spider-Man fans. It's kind of notorious among them. But I don't know. I mean, with Dan DiDio being kind of forced out of DC and now Joe Quesada leaving, it's I, I can't help but look at that as kind of like a, a little bit of a harbinger of doom. But maybe I'm just being horribly pessimistic. But it, it feels kind of bad when a lot of these, you know, established figures just kind of start leaving and, and uh, you know, go off and do independent stuff. And you kind of wonder what that might mean for some of the bigger companies. But it's worth mentioning, right, at least, considering, you know, that's Joe the kind of thing I think has happened with with every generation of editorial team. Yeah. Right? Like Stan Lee eventually left Marvel as well, and he went off to do his own independent stuff and worked at other mm-hmm. companies. So that, that wasn't the... A, a major doom telling thing either so i think this might just be joe gasada wanting a change of pace and be i hope so, to yeah. see where they go for the future just for the love of god do not make cb sabolsky the chief creator <laughs> yeah just don't do yeah, it yeah please don't i mean i <laughs> no we'll have a I whole episode appreciate, about it yeah i appreciate what marvel has been able to do under the fresh start era, <clears throat> I admit, like I, you know, I have to give credit where credit is due to Sibolsky, but yeah, I would not, I would not be in favor of that because we would be getting endless number ones from here to eternity, and uh, I don't think anyone really wants that. No, nobody yeah. wants that. Nobody wants that, but him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't. That was the only thing I, I thought was kind of worth mentioning, but uh, I don't know that I have anything else. All right, I guess that's it then. Yeah. What happens and next? There, there is more Gotham Knights news coming in the video game world pretty soon. There, there's E, three is not specifically happening, but there will be online stuff happening soon in place of E three. And I, there's some other game show that Warner Brothers Interactive is going to be a part of. So we'll be getting did more. Get canceled again this year? Good God! Yeah, but they oh, they the canceled fuck? the entire thing. Oh, that's and such a online. load. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why? Like last that year, doesn't last even year make they sense. had the online thing, but yeah. but this year they don't even have the online. But they're they're like a lot of the game companies are still doing a panel online. Huh. Um, Nintendo specific is the one everybody looks forward to every year. Yeah. Uh, has not announced anything for direct, but it's gonna happen. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
because they must they they have to plan these things a couple of months in advance i think and they usually announce it a week before they they drop it at at yeah. the earliest so Thank yeah God there's, there's going to be an xbox DLCs. showcase there's going to be uh, all sorts of other games companies sony just like the fourth year in a row not doing it and uh, that's fine <laughs> yeah that's embarrassing that's yeah, the last time there were E three was in Super <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. There, there's some good Gotham Knight stuff coming on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I was I was just happy we finally got some gameplay footage. I was like, damn, what, were you yeah, gonna wait right? for another year? But <laughs> it actually looks pretty fun. Um, all things considered. Yeah. And and if you pay attention to Nintendo, I think this might be it. They always say their big and biggest announcements for the E three presentation. This so is true. So maybe, finally, hopefully, we get a look at Breath of the Wild too. Oh please! I just I just need like a sprinkle of gameplay footage. That's all I That's want. It. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a I am not a greedy man. I just need a little bit of that to get through the rest of the year. That's all. Yeah. Just just, just give me something to look forward to. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little tease. Yeah. <laughs> like i don't want i don't want to go through the rest of 2022 with nothing don't break my heart yeah. like that um <laughs> speaking of uh, things I that guess... may break your heart let's oh, get no. into some books for this week oh, yeah no. um before we hit the spotlight real quick i just want to say hardware number six is con- continuing to give me a kick-ass read man i'm really digging this series so uh, uh fa- y'all should finale, check that not? out Say again. It's the finale, is it not? I haven't read uh, this issue yes. yet, but I'm looking uh, looking forward to it. I've been kind of looking forward to season I... two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and I checked out like Nice House on the Lake number nine, and uh, for some reason, James Tynan's on the cover. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, <laughs> but uh, that 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 continues to be an amazing book too. I love it. Uh, but that that that's it for me interrupting you. I just have one complaint. Why have they not solicited issue ten for Nice House in the Lake? What's okay. going on? Because I've looked on League of Com yeah, I've looked on League of Comic Geeks like five times and I see nothing about when the next issue is coming. And I'm like, with a cliffhanger on like that, you cannot you cannot just leave me for a couple of months. That's that's abuse. That's abusive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit. Yeah. After nine, there's just nothing. Oh no. Oh. We've already got the August solicit, so I'm like, Wait. what's going on? I hope there's not another cliffhanger hiatus. I know. Please don't. Please don't. It's too soon. Again. I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't, I can't deal with it um, yeah guys it looks like it's gonna go on another break before we get the next three issues oh that's uh, bullshit that's fucking bullshit no. and I, I would I would probably be I would probably be surprised if they didn't take a break after 11 please don't don't do that, another that, doomsday that clock so don't do another doomsday <laughs> clock but I'm just waiting for like months on end. I would be surprised. 
I would have to say that uh, Nice House on the Lake is a whole fucking lot better than Doomsday Clock, though. Yeah, well, we oh, can yeah. do a whole episode on that, but yeah, that that book is like <laughs> that that book haunts me because it's I just I just think of how long the wait was, and I'm literally like. That, that book started at the beginning of my second year of high school and finished as I was finding out about colleges. That's how long that fucking book took to come out. It was just ridiculous. Yep. Like, that and Three um, Jokers, I was just... And, and both of them yeah, no, me seriously three jokers, disappointed at the end. Three Jokers, announced at New York Comic Con 2017. Yeah, Actually, like I think maybe a little bit before that, but the official announcement was 2017. I remember because I was like, oh, joy. All the Black Label books are going to come out in 2018. It'll be a great year. And then it didn't happen. It didn't happen in 2019. Mm. And then finally it came out in 2020. And well, we all know how that went. But anyway. Um, yeah, and it was set <laughs> up a couple years prior to that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, in Dark Side so 20, War. 2015 is when it was set yeah, up. 2015 Batman... in Dark Side War. They teased yeah. it. And then they made the official announcement for the book. And I remember it like it was yesterday, you know, near Comic-Con 2017. <sighs> Tell me about it. I can't even call it good times because it was just it was more <laughs> stressful times. I fucking hear you, man. Yeah, stressful yeah. times. What do you do in in stressful times when you need a hero? Uh, I I I don't know. I, you I shine cry. the spotlight up in the air. Uh, Haven't you yeah. ever been to Gotham? Uh, well, I don't own a personal spotlight, but if I did, yeah, I would probably do that. Um, <laughs> That's but hey, maybe it's time to invest. somebody else's. Yeah, maybe it's time to yeah. invest. Or maybe borrow someone else's, as we will do now, and shine our spotlight, our borrowed spotlight, on a couple of titles, literally two titles for this week, yeah. uh, that uh, we think are worth mentioning. So I'm going to let Rob kick it off. Okay. Um, yeah, so this first one is Shadow War Omega, number one of one. Uh, so this is from writer Joshua Williamson with art from Steven Segovia, Mike Henderson, and Howard Porter. Colors from Hi-Fi, letters from Troy Pateri, and cover by John Boy Mayers. So with Fake Stroke revealed to Which be Prince good. Markov, a.k.a. Geoforce, hmm. uh, we got a brief look at his whereabouts during the fall of Leviathan, where he fought bravely to save his people from all sorts of debris and, and rocks falling on them, but he was oddly enough crushed by a boulder. You'd think, with his power set, he could kind of not have that happen, but, you know. Right. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so fast forward to the present. He's hating himself for what he had to do, but he had the strength to do it. And after a monologue, Angel Breaker goes, into an uh, goes in for an attack. Oh my goodness. And the fight begins. The Secret Society grabs Slade's body and dip out of there fast, while Geoforce starts bringing down the castle. Bat and friends prepare to jump out when Black Canary arrives in a bat plane and they take off to safety, but Geoforce knocks it down and they crash. He's now taken the form of a giant rocky kaiju of sorts and he attacks hard, keeping everyone <laughs> on the defensive, except Robin, who uses all the commotion to get in close and deliver a swift kick to the face, knocking Geoforce down. Talia finds him half unconscious and vows to end his life, but Robin talks her down. Geoforce didn't like that for some reason and attacks Talia, but she delivers her own swift kick to the face, ending the fight once and for all. In the end, Markov is in prison. Angel Breaker has disappeared, potentially starting the League of Shadows again. Ghost Maker will run Batman Inc., and Talia has turned herself into DEO custody to honor her father's plans. 
Now Batman and Robin are alone together and have the father-son talk they should have had ages ago, mending old wounds and finding new hope as a dynamic duo. Meanwhile, the secret society has taken Slade's body to a hidden Lazarus pit courtesy of Raptor, and after he's put in, the pool turns black <clears throat> and he rises out of the dark water and catches up on events that are happening. He's asked that they are still preparing for a crisis, and he says, screw a crisis, I've got a new contract. We're killing everyone. Mm. And that's to be continued next me week. Thinks, me Dark thinks Christ he made a deal with Neza. I'm thinking um, the darkness has something to do with that shit. Potentially, yeah, with that, that pool but, of black. Or maybe yeah. the... What was the name of the demon that was in the pit? Neza. Um, oh, it wasn't I don't Neza, think it was yeah. Neza. Was it, I don't think it was... No, I yeah, think it was the, Neza. Yeah. You sure? Well, Oh, the, like, are you talking Cause... about a Lazarus Island? Yeah, 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 on Lazarus Island. Was that Neza? On Lazarus Island? That's Neza, the, the true term. demon, the one that, that Mother Soul warned about, the true demon that Raish was Neza the head was of, etc. in World's Finest. They are. Is it the or same? He is. Oh, same sure? demon. Well, yep. I never yep. actually made I'm that connection. Sure. <laughs> uh, let me see. Well then, here we are. So, yeah, could, could uh, very well. It could be Neza. I honestly just assume the darkness because the pool of, of Lazarus, Re- or Lazarus Resin, I guess, turned black. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Neza makes sense as well. Huh. It's time to kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, it could be either way, but when, when that happened, I just assumed it was going to be Neza that did it. Or was the cause of it. Yeah. Um, either way, it's some mysterious heavenly force that has risen Deathstroke from the grave to kill everyone on the planet. Apparently starting with the Titans, because that's what Deathstroke does. Uh, but that's in the future. That's next week. So for this, it's... I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, I think... I want to say Williamson broke his streak of horrible endings. Of interesting stories with bad endings. I think he hit the mark here. I think he actually stuck the landing. However, it felt very rushed. I don't know. It, it was 45 pages, but it didn't feel like it. And I went through it twice. So I, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, it was very weird. I, I docked at points for the, the cheesy Geoforce line, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone as he crushes a rock in his powered hands. But then I, I brought that point back when Black Canary called Batman a backseat driver. <laughs> that was pretty so, cool. Those were two good parts. Yeah. I I gave it an 8 out of 10. I honestly didn't hate it. It was interesting for a small event book crossover. Uh, It was was a fun fun ride. And this was no different. I think it was... It was interesting. I think as a collected story, it might be a lot better. Where were you at with it, Brandon? Uh, it was... It was okay. I don't know. I, um... I don't know. It's it's weird. Like the the actual things that I have in my notes, I just put I like what it achieved. I don't know that I liked reading it. Um which is oh, I, I don't even that. I don't even know what that means, honestly. It just sounds like some philosophy shit. Um but when I thought about it and I was like I I, I think what I was trying to say is like I I I like what it I like what it set up, right? Or I like what it did. 
in the end, it uh, it got Batman and Robin back together. That'll be you know good to have that dynamic again until they break it again in Batman versus Robin. So maybe it doesn't really matter, but uh, for now at least it's fine. Um, I like what they're doing with Deathstroke. That's all interesting. Um, but but as a read, I just I don't know. I felt it felt like such a like blah ending it was just kind of like they they fight geoforce that's the end of it and i think they're going for the emotional stuff but I, to be honest i don't really care like um exactly I, I don't i think i think it was i think it was what you said uh rob where you're like yeah obviously geoforce would still be upset over what you know slade did to Terra, but that was a while ago and like a he kind of already dealt with it ago. in in fact it's funny they actually cite the time where where Geoforce tried to kill Deathstroke in um, Last Will and Testament of the DC Universe, which is a great story by Brad Meltzer and um, Joe Kubert. And I was like, yeah, I, I do remember when that happened. So what's your point? Like, you, you, you basically <laughs> right? said, yeah, I tried to kill him and I kind of got my piece there and maybe I didn't succeed, but that was supposed to be, you know, well, not cathartic, but like that was supposed to be a moment of moving on. Yet you're trying to reinforce that he's still upset about it. It just it was like weirdly contradictory, and I, I don't know. And all that stuff, I was just like, I don't really care about this. Like, I, I see what you're trying to do, and I still think Geoforce is kind of a dumb reveal. Like, it just felt like a we just need a character who can fit this role that will have you know some emotional attachment, but it's not really compelling enough to make me care. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just kind of okay. Like for as much as I'm enjoying the other parts of the event. Um, this was just kind of like a kind of a whatever ending. So I gave this a seven point five out of ten. Like not bad, just kind of like like wallpaper. You know, it's like it did what it needed to do. I'm, I'm more excited about what it did rather than the read itself. It's just kind of like whatever. Yeah, I mean the 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 writing was. I I won't even call it vanilla because vanilla's got more flavor than this does. I mean, it was no, I the think most... vanilla is the right word, honestly. Like that that's that's actually kind of how exactly how I felt. Where it's like, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, may may, may bland is probably the better word. Bland, just like yeah. tasteless, like, like it's bread with tofu. water for dipping. Yeah, yeah bread uncooked with water tofu. For dipping. There you go, cheap oh, bread. <laughs> tofu. There we go. Unseasoned tofu. It was just, I mean, the art was good. It always was, but the whole the whole thing was really boring. Geoforce didn't make me give a shit at all. Like Brand, like Brandon said, it's from a long time ago, and there's no connection to me there whatsoever. It's just surprise. Oh look, Geoforce. Yeah, no, That's literally, it's like, dumb. oh yeah, I I do remember Geoforce from the Outsiders. Who I would much rather see there, but right, exactly. What yeah. the fuck? But, I don't know. Even even the even the epilogue the epilogue was ridiculous. Deathstroke was dead for like <coughs> two minutes, and and now he's going full Deadpool. You know this is going to be Deathstroke versus the DC universe for Christ's sake. The whole thing is real bup kiss, man. Uh, to quote us earlier, it is so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a six out of ten. No. So what's up next? I don't think it's. So I don't. I don't have a clever transition for the next one. I didn't think of it. So, um, well, well, actually, here I, I've got it. I've got an intro for you. If you feel like we've been too mean to Williamson, don't worry. 
there's more because we our next title is Justice League. Yeah, because yes. our next title is Justice League Road to Dark Crisis, which admittedly he did not write all by himself, but he did have the starring story in this one, which DC did the stupidest thing I've ever seen, which was they released the preview for this issue and the preview was the entire first story, which I thought was a joke at first. I was like, "Wait a minute. Did they is this like a prank?" Because I, I was like, well, maybe it's just missing pages. Maybe it'll have, like, more story when I actually read it. And I was like, when I got to it, I was nope. like, nope, this is the this is the full story. So if you yeah, go which, to which means Adventures you paid, in... You, which means yeah. you paid full price for half a comic. Yeah, it's like, if you go to Adventures in Poor Taste right now, you can read the entire opening story for free if you would like. So, you know, maybe you can save yourself the money. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, this is Justice League Road to Dark Crisis. It is another anthology title containing stories that are focusing on different characters reacting to the deaths of the Justice League. Um, that's all I have for my summary portion. The rest is, I mean, it's exactly that. It's five stories, each one detailing a different member of the DC Universe reacting to the deaths of the Justice League. The first one is a story by Joshua Williamson and Dan Jurgens called Team Up, which is Dick Grayson and John Kent, the now mentor-mentee uh, dream team of the DCU, discussing the fact that the Justice League may be dead, but there's always hope, and so on and so on. Dick Grayson refuses to believe that the Justice League is dead because he's smart and he's read comic books and he knows, like any jackass with half a brain, they're not really dead. And John is the stupid audience who's like, well, maybe they really are dead because it's right. not like they haven't died before. Maybe they really won't come back this time. It's like, yeah, yeah Dick, of course. Dick's like, they're dude, never coming I'm back, like, obviously. Like, he's but like, I, I know, I'm I know like what they're trying to do. Years achieve, old, so. this shit happens every couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for anyone in the audience who I offended with that. I just I, I I rolled my eyes at that because I was like, oh my god, are you serious? Like even even <laughs> even newbies to comics, I hate using that term, but even like people who are new to comics know that death is not a permanent thing. Um, so yeah, it, it was just so ridiculous. Um, but other than that, a fine story, nothing too offensive. The second is one called Life of Purpose from Jeremy Adams and Rosa Campe which details Wally West and Wally West. It'll make sense, I'm sure. Um, basically, also reacting to the deaths of the Justice League, but trying to maintain order by keeping to a schedule. In particular, Wally is trying to keep Ace more centered as he's you know, a little bit concerned with the fact that the Justice League is dead. Wally knows that uh, you know, even though they're gone, it's important to keep these traditions and keep running despite everything. And... Uh, uh, keep hope alive, if you will. Um, the next story is Survivors. Yeah, the next story is Survivors from Chuck Brown and Fico Osio. <clears throat> this was a surprising team up between Hal Jordan and Aqualad. Hal Jordan is dealing with an unnamed alien species that is making its way to Earth, and he's doing all that he can uh, to try and avoid the species making contact with water, uh, because if it does, it will you know, expand and grow and make things worse. Unfortunately, because Hal is Hal, he's not able to do it in time, uh, but he is able to get those big moments and uh, teams up with Jackson to try and deal with the alien species or whatever. They talk a little bit about the fact that the Justice League is dead and so on and so on. You get the gist, right? Um, yes. <clears throat> but it was a fun I... little team up with an unsuspected duo. The fourth story is a pariah story uh, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Layla Del Duca called The Pariah, which is 
how Pariah became corrupted. I wasn't really sure what um, this was meant to was? achieve. That, well, no, I, I was just like, I know he's evil, but I, I don't really know what relevance this has other than to tell me that he's evil or has become evil. It was just really weird. Uh, I have to read it again. Um, I was actually excited for this one because I was like, oh, Philip Kennedy Johnson is doing more DC stuff. It'll be great. Um, and it was just kind of okay. Um, the final story is called Because the Night, and it's written by Stephanie Phillips with art from Clayton Henry. This is a Nocturna-focused story uh, as Nocturna is debating whether or not she will be a hero or a villain, towing the line, even though I assume this is set after Arkham City or before Suicide Squad, so she should already kind of be a villain or, right. or not. I don't I don't really know. Anyway, I, I'm not really sure when this is supposed to take place, plus the fact that Nocturna is supposed to be on Earth 3, depending on when this happens, or maybe she made it back somehow, or maybe Amanda Waller decided to bring the Justice League back to Earth or maybe the writer just forgot that she was supposed to be on Earth 3. It really doesn't matter. It's not a very important story anyway. Uh, but the general idea is that Nocturna is debating whether she wants to be a hero or a villain and ultimately decides to side with the villains, kind of, maybe. It leaves you on a cliffhanger because you don't know whether she's going to embrace the darkness or go towards the light. She's offered a position in the society by Firefly. I guess we'll see in Dark Crisis. Um... My facetious tone makes it sound like I hated this book. I did not. I was, much like Shadow War, very meh on it. Each story was serviceable, but left no lasting impact on me because A, I know the Justice League will be back, so all of these reactions feel very surface level. And B, the stories themselves are just kind of, I don't know, forgettable in a sense. Um... The art is very good throughout. It was very nice to see Dan Jurgens do some some main DC stuff again. I love it when he draws. Mm. Um, yeah. And and particular shout out to Fico Osio with that Green Lantern Aqualad story or Aquaman story. That was mm. great too. All the art in this book is is at a A level, but the stories Absolutely. themselves are, as I said, very surface level, very whatever. Because you know that the Justice League is going to be back, so it really means nothing in the end. So I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you guys felt. I'm going to pass it over to uh, to you guys in a minute. But I just, I, I, like, my eyes were in the back of my head as I was reading, which sounds like it should be impossible considering I was reading. But I say that mostly because <laughs> it just, I don't know. I don't I, all I could help. Balance. Yeah, all I could help but do is just roll my eyes because you have a bunch of these people kind of going around and being like, oh, I don't know if they're going to be back. I don't know if the Justice League will ever return. I'm like, you guys are full of shit. You've, you've been through this more times than I have been in a relationship. Um, like, this is, this is ridiculous. You guys know that they're going to be back in some shape or form. And it, it should not be and up to just Dick Grayson and Furthermore, John's known his Wally. dad was going to die for, what, a year now? Yeah, it's, and, and it's, I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. Like, you, you, got, you guys know they're going to be back. I was like, for fuck's sake, Hal Jordan has been dead and has come back. Like, twice. More than once. You of all <laughs> people should know what it's like to not really have to worry about, oh, uh, am I going to be back? Am I going to be alive? It just, it's like, it's so ridiculous. Um... But like I said, the stories themselves are not offensive. They're fine. They're surface level. They do exactly what they need to do. But in terms of getting me in, 
excited for you know dark crisis this didn't really do it um it's just like yeah people are sad that the league is dead great so that's my review big book uh if i had to give each individual story which i'm not gonna do a score uh, would probably be like a seven for all of them because that's kind of how i felt but because i'm feeling nice today and it's a really nice day outside i'm giving it a 7.5 collectively over to you well, for me, man, if I had to wrap my my whole review up in one word, it would be boring. Um, the art was the art was really good. Um, I, of course, I did really like that. It was really good. Uh, the stories to me were just all dull, completely unnecessary to write or read. Um, it was super crappy for something that should have you know that's supposed to be leading up to this big, huge. DC Comics redefining event that is we all know is going to be bullshit anyway and the whole thing is bullshit and I'm just already over Dark Crisis <laughs> I'm so over Dark <laughs> Crisis um, but I did like the art in here um, so 6.5 you just know we're going to get a scene in Dark Crisis that's like you know the, the all the all the chips are down and all the heroes are at like their lowest point, and then there's gonna be it's gonna be like Nightwing or John who's just like oh I just it feels it feels like it's it's too much I can't handle it I don't know what to do and then at the last moment the Justice League is gonna show up in a wormhole and they're gonna be like we're here now and we're here to save the day and that's like it's like the dumb people clap moment where it's like oh my god they're back I'm supposed to be excited now like I'm a child <laughs> it's um, the same stupid shit Tamaki did with yeah. the tower. Yeah, it's just like I I know I, yeah it's it's literally exactly that where Batman shows up and takes care of everything like your father, um, I I just I can see that in my mind and it just further invalidates this entire book because I I just yep. I know something like that is gonna happen. It's so cliched that it has to happen in a book like that. Oh, they they're trying to capture that in the theater moment, which yeah. it doesn't translate because it's a fucking comic book of like yeah you know Gandalf the weight riding over the hill with all the yeah no it's exactly like that i'm telling yeah, you or like or like avengers endgame when when all the people show up in the portals to help yeah. cap fight thanos's army and that they're you're trying to capture that but it's not going to be the same because it's a freaking comic book <laughs> you're it's not going to get that same amount. And the difference yeah. is you've been you know building up to this huge mcu thing for like 10 years and this is what like yeah. six months yeah infinite crisis just ended like a couple months ago or it, I mean, infinite I mean, crisis infinite frontier it's been infinite crisis so that's probably why my brain is going to that but anyway I'm did sorry, you just try to but did you just parallel this to the mcu rob i also parallel to lotr and i don't like lotr <laughs> oh man but uh oh yeah no like Okay, if Rob, if... I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm, just I'm saying, dude, that's crazy. What? What the um, fuck? If we're gonna I'm parallel Dark Crisis to a to a, a superhero <clears throat> movie, I'm gonna say it's closer to Mystery Men. Interesting. Dark Crisis. Yeah. Then who's the shoveler? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, uh, maybe you know what? Mystery <laughs> Man is too good. At least Mystery Man is. Too good. <laughs> <This> is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a worse one. Yeah. What's worse I than forgot. Daredevil? That, that, 
That's another Ben Stiller Daredevil. movie. That really well, Daredevil is a, is a terrible movie, but it's really entertaining to watch. Yeah. It's well, it's yeah, it's just like it's so the over the top. Though. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just like so over the top. It has like uh, the, the like terrible early two thousands music, and it's just like oh my god, this is a mess. Yeah, I it's got so it. entertaining. The, the villains were okay. <laughs> it's, the ni- it's, it's the nineteen ninety really Captain America. Uh, <laughs> maybe I've never seen that. Maybe it's uh, it's Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Oh god. Dolph Lundgren's Punisher Dolph is Lundgren's ten times Punisher. the movie that uh, Captain America 1990 is. <laughs> okay, ten so times, it's... easily, maybe even more. <laughs> it's Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. So, yeah, the um, end of Captain America yeah. from 1990 ends with Red Skull playing a piano and having a machine gun. Is that real? The fuck? Is that true? <laughs> Yeah. No way. Like at the yep, same time. That's what's going on during the final battle. Damn. He, he's that's firing hilarious. a machine gun and playing a piano at the same time. You definitely got to check it out. I'll have to actually watch that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As for this, this B movie of a comic book. So. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't hate it. I honestly, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um, mostly because I I was doing a lot of of this comparing it to Shadow Warzone, which is a, another anthology book that we got recently, uh, to do with a uh, Joshua Williamson storyline. So, in my mind, I was I was comparing the two very very closely, and we all know Shadow Warzone was a waste of fucking time. So compared to yes. that. <laughs> Uh, this I gave more merit because all of these actually had to do with the fucking storyline going on and they all led into storylines that we will see in Dark Crisis where Shadow Warzone failed nine times out of ten on that. So I gave... You didn't want a story about Harley Quinn fighting in an arcade? Dude! Oh, what are you... What? Right? What, what, I what mean, the come hell is on. wrong with you? I mean, I'd love that. If it was I mean, the only thing on, better would have been it's, it's, 23 pages of her playing Galaga. Oh, yeah. I would have, I'm, I'm surprised they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. And then losing at the end. So heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What an One emotional roller coaster. I know. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus right, and, Christ. And more to your point about um, just how, how silly the whole thing is, though, that we all know they're coming back. They even highlight in the first two stories times that Justice League members have come back to life with Superman, Batman, and, and Flash. Like they I wasn't even, even going to bring that up. up. I wasn't even, I wasn't even going to bring that up because it was, it was, I was already like, I was already starting to rant. And I was like, this is, might as well just wrap this up here. But like, it's just yeah. oh God. My, my brain. Uh, I I enjoyed all five though. I like I agree the art was fantastic. I I can't decide if I like Dan Jurgens writing or Dan Jurgens drawing more, but I just like Dan Jurgens. Um, He's awesome. But all five of these stories were Reed. I thought were were entertaining. Uh, but again, I was comparing yes. it very heavily to Shadow War Zone. So compared to that, this book was a friggin' fantastic. So that's valid. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 because I did enjoy it, and it's Jesus the only Christ. Green Lantern I'm getting this month. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it was nice to have some Green Lantern, I agree. Yeah. An 8.5. <clears throat> Good God. Uh, uh, How much is DC paying you nice. for these numbers? 
her Mariah was offering him the, the next gig story. on Green Lantern. That's why. That's why he's. That's why he's blowing it up so much. Oh my god! We're gonna let him. We're gonna. We're gonna see in like two months. Green Lantern Corps backwards. Yeah, we're gonna see in two months Green Lantern Corps from Rob Argyle, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Now I know why you like this story so much. Now I get it. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, Sell out. I was thinking about that again today, though. What's that? About about you potentially writing Green Lantern? Because I thought about that that pitch that you had like put oh, up yeah. for, for Green Lantern. I was thinking about that again. I was like, that would be nice to have something like that. I, I, that would actually, I would, I, would, I would pay to have me write that story. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay them. They don't need to pay me. I would pay them. Yeah, I, I, I actually want to read that. I want someone else yeah. to write it because I don't have time. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'll pay you yeah. to write it because it would be very entertaining. Oh, deal. Yeah. I'll never yeah. get published, but we'll do it. <laughs> Oh man! All right, do we uh, do we want to go for a commercial break, or uh, should we keep on uh, chugging through? Well, um, L, I think we could. Uh, yeah, let's make things easy. We're gonna go for a commercial break. All right, then we will be back in one moment. Stay tuned. Now back to our program, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with Not a Robot. Before we wrap up for the evening, we're also going to mention a couple of other books. A rather short week, so we, uh, we don't have too much to talk about. Um, but two more books uh, that came out this week um, are regular reviews that we think you uh, should uh, you know, listen to. Um, so I'm going to let Josh kick it off with uh, something that we would mentioned a little bit earlier. Batman 2022, Annual Number 1, Subsection 5, Chapter 8 of the Delegation Number 4. <laughs> Actually, if you, if you guys noticed, they took the numbers off the issues, I think. It's I did just, see that. It's <clears throat> 2022 Annual now. They smartened <laughs> up. Written by the one and only Ed Brisson, who we did recently interview, like Rob mentioned earlier. And art from John Timms, colored by Rex Locus and Clayton Cowles on lettering wrapped up in a cover by Miguel Yanin and God, I love his art so much. Um, it's very dynamic. It's fantastic. Uh, part one, who's the boss? Uh, it starts out with a flashback <laughs> to Bruce and Koa. Are you, are you uh, asking or? <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the, that's the name of the first part. <laughs> Cause if, I don't know if I can respond to a question like that. <laughs> I can it's Mona every time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, but uh, all right, so we are back with Bruce and Koa, also known as Ghostmaker. In their early days, of course, arg- arguing over Bruce's way of approaching things and having a network of heroes, wanting to have a, a network of heroes. Then it switches to now at Batman Inc. headquarters in an undisclosed location. As the members of Batman Inc. catch up, high five each other and whatnot, Batman walks in with Ghost Muster, Ghost Maker, and it seems the team knows him. Another of uh, um, another flashback, and they're Batman and Ghost Maker now. Batman trying to convince Ghost Maker to join Batman Inc. again. This time it made him curious, so he went around kicking the shit out of each of the members. <laughs> Way to go, Ghostmaker. That's a hell of a way to introduce yourself. 
Um, so back to now, and uh, none of them have let that ass-kicking go. They're holding a bit of a grudge. <laughs> so Batman let, lets them know that he's the leader now, and they kind of react badly again. Not so many people are in favor of this, uh, including because uh, Ghostmaker breaks them up into teams, an international one and a team where they all stay in their local cities. Uh, Ghostmaker goes to check on Clown Hunter in a training session that he left him in, and they fight there too, um, arguing anyway. Ghostmaker insults Bao, saying that he's not worth the time and he's not wasting time on someone who doesn't want to do the training. Part two of the annual is the Wolf Hunt. This is the international team going after a threat. Um, This team is considered the Major Leagues of Batman, Inc. Uh, They're going after a Batman-inspired dude that uh, uses the name Grey Wolf. The people who live in this city that he is in all disappeared. They find a group of people hiding away and are told that Grey Wolf has been locking people up viciously. Um, even more so since Lex Luthor is gone. Uh, Batman Inc. is trying to go free the prisoners when Grey Wolf shows up. He's a huge mofo, let me tell you. And uh, they start fighting while they are explaining, while he is explaining that the people have been infected with Lazarus resin, but only just enough to increase their rage. Grey Wolf was locking them up and taking care of them until he found a cure. And uh, Clown Hunter, of course, being Clown Hunter, doesn't listen to anything he's saying and just jumps up and releases all of the prisoners, which turns into an absolutely crazy fight. That is until Ghostmaker shows up and gasses everybody there to save them all, uh, including members of Batman Inc. who do not carry gas masks as part of, as part of their equipment or costume. Um, so a lot of people get knocked out. Um, pretty much everybody but him and uh, uh, Grey Wolf. And they wake up two days later to Ghostmaker having found a cure for everybody. That's the book. Hey, Brisson, that is a hell of a way to introduce Batman Inc. to an ongoing. Uh, for me, then this one was action-packed action and interesting pretty much all the way through. This is not book of the year, but it was a really, really good read. Uh, a, a really little bit of dialogue from some of the Batman Inc. members was kind of maybe cheesy feeling, or maybe generic is the right word there. Um, but overall, they seemed to have good, distinct voices. Um, there wasn't much there that I felt was generic. Uh, this this was a fantastic annual that I am... I'm so happy that they didn't split this up into a bunch of different stories. I hate it when they do that. An annual does not need to be an anthology that makes me feel like I wasted money. And uh, Tim's and Locus, <coughs> they did a great job on every page. I, I gave this one an 8.75 out of 10. I loved it. Nice. Yeah, this was a very effective way to, to reestablish Batman, Inc., a new ongoing I agree um, and I think it did a really great job of just reintroducing a lot of the dynamics um, it reminded the first part of the issue or I guess the second part um, where Ghostmaker's kind of reorganizing the team reminded me of like that first issue of the Warren Ellis run of Stormwatch where oh. uh, uh, basically Henry Bendix comes in is like okay 
Restructuring time. Stormwatch Black, Stormwatch Red. The rest of you are fired. Um, and which I which I thought was pretty funny because he's literally he's like I have the major leagues and the minor leagues. Some of you are gonna make the cut. The rest of you go home. Um, and it just I was like that that is that is sounded exactly like Henry Bendix um, in that very insulting way. Um, but I I think actually will be interesting to see how that plays out, especially for the people who did have to go home like Night Runner and uh, some of the other members of Batman Inc., because I imagine they're not going to be very happy about it. Um, but yeah, I think it, it just set up a lot it of sure interesting didn't stuff. sure did seem like it. No, yeah, no. They're, <laughs> they're not going to be happy. Poor Night Runner. He's been getting the shaft for years. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, other than that, I mean, you know, just kind of like a solid one and done, I guess. I mean, they're... They're they're obviously going to do more with the whole like Lex Luthor tried to create his own Batman story, and, but this was a at least for the for for this issue felt like a, a one and done where they just are investigating one particular uh, instance where Lex Luthor tried his Batman experiment and are able to you know solve it with uh, with well I don't want to say relative ease but with with mostly uh, you know not too many problems. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, like like you said, it wasn't award-winning. It didn't blow me away, but it was just a really effective way to kind of set up the Batman Inc. crew um, for, you know, the ongoing. And it'll be interesting to see how all that stuff plays out moving forward. I know I have a lot of expectations of, of what I hope to see um, and what I, what I would like to see. And, I mean, I'm not expecting all of those to be met. Um, I would like that because I think the world should revolve around me. Um, but it would be it would be nice to see it would Reach be nice it. to see some of Tell that us stuff. How you really yeah. feel. It's like it would be nice to see some of that stuff, um, especially you know some of the stuff that was kind of dropped off the last Batman Incorporated series, like you know um, the new Knight um, uh, being Beryl Hutchinson instead of um, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, the old Knight whose yeah. name I <laughs> can't remember. You know the one. I'm, Percy or whatever his name was or something like that. Um, anyway, Percival? yeah, it's like something like something like that. Um, oh God, I'm gonna shoot myself tomorrow for not remembering. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I hope that some of the stuff that was kind of dropped off the last series will be continued in this, while also you know telling its own story. Um, and I hope they do more globetrotting stuff. Like they they went to a you know foreign country in this one, but a lot of the fun of the original Batman Incorporated was just seeing Batman in all these different countries teaming up with different members of Batman Incorporated. And I hope Batman being absent from this series is not going to stop the rest of the team from going to different countries and different locations and just, you know, solving cases and stuff like that. Like that was, a lot, that was the fun of the original series. And I hope they kind of continue that here. Um, it's, it's what I, makes I'll... Batman Incorporated so well incorporated yep. to the DCU. Uh, so yeah, I gave this one an 8 out of 10. I was very pleased with it. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt. This, this, this definitely got me pumped for Bruce's Batman Inc. This is going to be a fun ride. Um, I just want to highlight one thing. We, we've talked a lot about uh, Clown Hunter and how it's a stupid name. Um, and <laughs> Phantom, Phantom One is not much better. Oh God, no, that's yeah. terrible. It's better <laughs> than better than Clown Hunter, but it's yeah. I, I I feel like that's going to be a thing going forward where they're just trying to find also, a new name for Clown Hunter. Can I? Because not hunting I just clowns say, anymore. Yeah, can I just say as a minor point, 
I hate the new costume so much. Oh, God, I yeah, hate yeah. his new costume. I, it's so terrible. Like, no I offense to whoever designed it. Yeah, it's it's so bad. Like, the, the ripped-up jacket and the, you know, the, what was it, like, the school uniform. Like, yeah, that wasn't great, but at least it was kind of original. And, like, you know, I'll give Jorge yeah. credit. It was a very nice punk-inspired costume. It was fitting yeah, for, for sure. what Ghostmaker's story was, even if I didn't love it, or Clown Hunter's story. But this is, it's just, like, the most generic superhero costume. It's just, like, a blue skin suit with, like, yeah. some gems on it. It's so bland. It's like uh, Drake's costume, but recolored. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's, like, there's like nothing, I don't know, there's nothing memorable yeah, about it. Like, it, at it, least it, his original it, costume it looks, was, it made sense, right? Like, he yeah. was a punk kid from the Narrows trying to fight clowns. This is just yeah. like, eh, who fucking cares? Just put him in whatever. It's I like, a, like, a like one of those outfit. motion capture suits without all the sensors yes. all over Yes, oh my god, it. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So there's there's definitely I feel gonna be some big character development for Bao going forward. Uh, what do you guys think about the name? If we're if we're doing it, Ghost Hunter. Ghost Hunter. <laughs> Ghost Hunter and Ghost Maker. Isn't that kind of counterintuitive? Someone makes ghosts and then they hunt them. Wouldn't you just? Hunt I never them? said it was a Why? good name. <laughs> I just said it's better than Phantom Two. <laughs> Oh, <coughs> uh, so yeah. What's uh, wrong? Why? Why? I mean, why not just use Phantom? Phantom. Yeah. I mean, if why I don't. Yeah. I mean, why throw the two on it? That's the part I don't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's Phantom One? Is he Phantom One? I don't know. Maybe is it supposed his, to be called Signs, and he's just carrying yeah, it wait. over? His his personal Siri isn't called Phantom. He's called Icon. So who's Did Phantom have, One? His jet or his car or something is Phantom One. Is it? Isn't it? Is Bow just another tool? Like, <laughs> oh, you're not as good as he the car. Say, you'll you'll be Phantom Two. I don't need another sidekick, or I don't need oh. a sidekick. So he might just be a tool to him. I don't know. Maybe. Or he might just be copying Batman because Alfred was Penny Two. Or he's yeah. Penny One, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe maybe yeah, there was a mysterious Phantom One, a secret sidekick that he didn't have. Yeah. I, I doubt know. it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a fun story, and it's getting me very interested in what we're going to have with Batman Inc. in the future. Um, as I mentioned earlier, after Shadow War Omega, there is more coming for Ghostmaker and Batman Inc. And Yay. when Brisson's Batman Inc. was announced. Uh, I did follow some of the stuff on Twitter, and there were some people complaining that, oh, yay, another Batman book. But some people were like, no, it's not just another Batman book. It's Batman Inc. <laughs> There's yeah. a difference. Now, these guys are these guys are uh, uh, these guys are distinct enough that I'll give this one a pass. Like, yeah, they're yeah, they are they are the Batman of many nations as they were formerly known. But you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I I can, I can kind of give it like I can, I can kind of this one's on the edge enough that I can kind of give it a pass. Yeah. Yep. And it looks like he's not really going to be a part of it anyway. His name's on the yeah. title, but he's not there. Yeah. As long yeah, as that remains true, I'll be happy right. about it. Yeah. Yes. I could yeah. see. I could see it being like, uh, like his appearances in in the Outsiders, which were far too often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that yeah, Outsiders book could have been a lot better if it didn't have Batman mucking around yeah. in it. 
Well, it's funny. The, the time where they actually finally gave the Outsiders a time to shine on their own was in the Urban Legends anthology, and those were like 15-page stories. So they're, they're just like, I don't know. They're, they're not even really given a limelight. They're, they're a part of an anthology book that people were only reading because of Chip Zdarsky. That's kind of sad. Yep, because, I mean, I loved that yeah. team. Yeah, they were super cool. They're still super cool, but oh well. Jefferson, Katana, the Signal. I mean, we're still teased that there's more to come, or was that supposed to be last year? I don't remember now. Oh, it's been a while. I don't even remember. But I, I hope mean, there's they, more. They, there was that tease in Urban Legends, but that must have been last year, and then they said coming November or something, there's going to be more, and then did yeah. something ever happen? Well, I, I thought like, with the, the, the yeah, Justice I thought Society follow-up from Stargirl Spring Break special just fell off the wayside. Oh, God. Exactly. Well, I, I thought with the uh, the Fear State story where the Outsiders team up with Red Robin, I was like, oh, maybe they'll relaunch the Outsiders with Red Robin in the lead, kind of like a, a nod to a forgotten idea, weirdly enough, from Batman Incorporated. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, it seems like... Tim is going off in his own direction, and also he's going to be in the Batman title, so maybe that's not the plan anymore, and maybe they just don't want to do stuff with the Outsiders. Who knows? The uh, plan is what I called uh, uh, months ago, and Damien is going dark, and Tim is going to be Robin again. I said that, and you told me I was wrong, and that's what's happening. Ha ha. Wait, wait, wait what does that have to do with the Outsiders, though? Uh, you mentioned Tim Drake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You mentioned Tim Drake being in the Batman title. Oh, yeah. Yep. Can't say I'm happy about Damien going evil, but... Or at least darker. Yeah, well, I don't even... To be honest, I don't even know what the situation is there, because, yeah, they're saying, like, oh, he'll be evil, and people are speculating that he'll go off and have a new identity, but that doesn't make sense, because we just got an announcement of a Dark Crisis tie-in where Damien Wayne, listed as Robin, teams up with Dr. Light to form a new team. So, I guess it's, it's very convoluted, <clears throat> and I'm a little worried. Yeah, it's about like what's I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the period between then and Dark Crisis, he had a change of heart and was like, "Wait, actually, no, I want to be Robin again." That'll last for two or three issues. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right. score for this, I gave an eight point five. Very enjoyable. Nice. Wait, hang on. Give me one second. I just my something's going on in my bathroom. Make sure, no problem. I'll be right back. Yep. No problem. So how's it going, Rob? It's going okay. Trying to trying to find time to actually work on my comics, but that's been a challenge <laughs> between yeah. taking care of Haley and going to work and reading books it's, it's been a lot <sighs> yeah, we'll if only everybody we'll was disabled <laughs> would anyone make any money <laughs> nope nope I don't make anywhere near as much money as I used to and it sucks yeah I do feel for you man 40% of what my pay was. Yeah. Was it good pay at least? Yeah. 
I yeah, forty five hours a week at twenty five dollars an hour. Uh, sorry about that. No, the, the shower is making a weird noise. As showers will do. <laughs> like a weird noise, oh. like a screeching noise. Oh, it's uh, the bathroom is haunted. Time to call Zach Baggins. <laughs> I feel Zach, like he I need should be. You. <laughs> I feel like he should be uh, legally forced to change his last name. It's Zach Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> He's nowhere near as cool as uh, uh, Bilbo, and uh, he doesn't uh, deserve that recognition. Yeah. But he is very good at finding spooky things. So, you know. Just not ghosts. Maybe there's some continuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, not real ghosts, anyway. Oh, shit. All the Ghost Adventures fans just unsubscribed from Not a Robot. Oh, Hopefully. no. <laughs> no, come back. They don't watch it to catch ghosts. They watch it to have him overreact and to have the guy with the beard get hurt. Uh, I just got scratched. Ah! Oh, my God. It's a ghost. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that was spooky enough and getting out of Batman. We got one more issue to take care of. We do, and coincidentally yes, enough, do. this is another annual. So I'm going to pass that one over to Rob. All right, this is from the, I would say now legendary storyline from Action Comics. Definitely. It's now the 2022 annual. And I guess this would make it, what, chapter 15, part 2, subsection 12. Yeah. Why well, I, I yeah. Phil Kenny Johnson was on Word Balloon like a week ago or so. I don't remember the exact date, but he's kind of talking about like how these stories will be like named when it's all collected. Um, mm. And the first one is obviously War World Rising, which I think is already out in trade. The second one is um, War World's, I think he called it Coliseum or Arena or something like that. And then this, I think, is um, War World's revolution like we're in the middle of that and then the last one is going to be like war worlds uprising or apocalypse um so it's basically saying like it's yeah it's like a four-part story if you count um the uh the war world rising part of it anyway a four-part saga it's been quite so that's going for a long time yeah Yeah. how's he pulling that off while he's supposed to be dead wow well, yeah, he, he gave, like, the most economical answer, because someone asked that question, and I've never heard a, like, I've listened to countless interviews, hundreds at this point, probably, and I've n- I don't think I've ever heard a writer give that, like, economical and just, like, smart of an answer, because it's something everyone knows, but no one wants to say it, because they kind of want to, you know, keep the mystery going, so, like, Usually when you ask, like, uh, well, how can this be happening when this is happening? The standard response is like, well, just keep reading the book and you'll find out. Like, you know, like a Bendis answer. Like, well, maybe we'll tell yeah. you someday. Um, yeah. but, but Johnson was just like, he was so straight up with it. He's like, well, you know, it doesn't really make sense right now. But when all the stories are done and collected, you can read them separately and they'll make sense and still stand the test of time. I was like, that is, that is, that is the answer that everyone knows but I don't think I've ever heard a writer actually say that out loud. Like, yeah, they right. don't really sync right now, but when they're finished and you're reading it two, three years from now, you're not really going to be thinking about the context of Dark Crisis. You'll just be reading a great Superman story. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's... Why does no one say that? 
Well, I know why they don't. Yeah. They want to keep the the mystery going, like Zach Baggins. But um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, Who's it just it made me love him even more. It's like that is that's such that's such a great answer that I wish more people would do. Just cut away Hit the him bullshit, with a little but, bit of honesty. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Back to action comics. Right. This annual. Uh, right. So this is written by the great answer giver Philip Kennedy Johnson and Cy Spurrier. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. With art by Dale Eaglesham and Ian Churchill. Uh, with colors by Lee Lawfridge. Letters from Dave Sharp and a nice cover from Francesco Francavilla. So this covers two stories happening at different times, yet oddly simultaneously. One about Clark as a child dealing with a school bully, the other about Mongol as a child dealing with his violent way of life. Now I say violent, but Mongol-to-be was very caring about the things around him, a trait which is not common to his people, a trait his mother despised. While in a trial to determine which of the tribe will be exiled for being weak, young Mongol chose an honorable route, not attacking when someone's back is turned, an act that cost him and his mother their place in the tribe. Now being sent into the wasteland, they begin to fend for themselves with his mother showing the tough love she always has and forcing him to do it all by himself. He proves himself by taking down a feral beast single-handedly and brings it to his mother so she can eat and survive, but she strikes him down for the act of showing kindness Harsh. as time goes on they eventually run into a cannibalistic tribe but before <laughs> any eating can commence a giant bull mammoth attacks fatally wounding the mother and mongol leaps in and spears the mammoth through its mouth killing it this gained him entrance and safety into the cannibal tribe which is what his mother was trying to gain when she attacked asking him to vow revenge and honor their sacrifice from the Go previous tribe. That's mm. it. Years later he returns, now a grown man, to his old tribe, looking to rejoin and lead, having now proven himself to be like his father, the Mongol before him. Where Clark's story is the complete opposite. <clears throat> While playing mm-hmm. soccer at, a, at school, there was a boy that ran his mouth a little too much. So Clark used his powers to win the game of soccer and stick it to the bully, and act his ma noticed. She talked to him after about how he can't do this because he... Uh, he can't... <coughs> what the hell is the sentence? She talked to him after about how he can't do this just because he can. His gifts mean he has to be the bigger person and show people a better way. A talk closely followed by the bully kicking the ball in, in Clark's direction, but instead hitting Martha in the head, revealing that she actually has cancer. Clark now wants revenge, so that night he goes to the bully's house to melt his bicycle, which is just such a sentence, but overhears the boy's dad (laughs) drunk and yelling. As you do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna melt your bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. What, you haven't done that before? (laughs) Oh, fuck your bicycle. Uh, so he overhears, yeah. <laughs> he overhears the boy's dad drunk and yelling, berating him for losing the soccer game and looking like a sissy. Sorry, soccer match. Uh, I sound like such a geek. There's a soccer game. Yeah. Uh, Clark pauses and watches the father heading out for more beers, but ends up falling asleep and driving through the field, heading straight for traffic. Clark gets out in front and stops the car, but news of this event travels far. So the next day, everyone knows the kid's dad got into an accident while drunk, and they tease him for it. 
Clark steps up to defend him, but he gets mad and yells at Clark for helping him, throwing a punch, which Clark then takes a moment to ponder, and then he decides to take it. Then calling Clark a sissy makes the boy cry and realizing what he's become. Then they hug it out and end up being friends. So that night, Martha receives good news. Her treatments are working and the cancer is in remission. The boy then walks in to apologize for his actions and to give a small act to make up for it, because it's little things. He shaved his own head to show support. And he's also moving to Metropolis to stay with other family, far away from his father. When that stuck around, as in the near future, Clark, now Superman, is watching over him as he runs a youth outreach program. There are two well-told stories to show the true differences between Clark and Mongol. Uh, wonderful art throughout, and honestly, Johnson uh, has a knack for just getting the best artists for his books, I think. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's been a number of artists on his Action Comics run. I think they've all been pretty good. Daniel Sampier um, and Ricardo Federici. Yeah. Oh my god, so amazing. The only thing I'll say about this... Um, I feel like it wasn't necessary because mm. we kind of at this point in the career of Superman and knowing Mongol in comics, we, we kind of get the difference. Yeah, this is a new Mongol, but we, we get the differences between them. And I get this is a new story for Johnson uh, with a different dynamic between the two, but it doesn't really change much. We know superman's youth and what his parents taught him and and what he should be doing with his powers and, and how to be a better person but we also know mongols are right bastard so i don't really know what the point of this was but it was still a fun ride so i gave it an 8.75 out of 10 because the art was really good the story was fun yeah. i'm just curious why we had it yeah i thought uh my favorite part of this was that cool looking throwback cover throwback looking cover that was on the book mm. I thought that was awesome um, if I'm being honest this was a good back and forth story showing lessons learned by young Clark and young Mongol uh, it was well written it had incredible art, incredible art. it felt unimportant, unimportant. Um, it was a very casual read and with everything going on with Superman I expected an issue length tie-in story like we got with batman um there was just no real reason to read this it was the whole thing was pretty much backup material it, it looked good it was done well but it was completely and utterly skippable um i don't think it added anything we already know why clark is the way he is we already know mongol is gonna grow up to be mongol Regardless, I mean, if we were supposed to get emotionally invested in it, I mean, that was a big fail, and I hope that's not what he was going for. At least it didn't work with me. Um, so this one, I could only muster up a 6.75. So I gave this one an 8.75. Uh, I absolutely adored this issue um, because, I, well... Maybe it's more accurate to say I adored a part of this issue or a specific part of this issue because I, I do agree. My my first thought was kind of like yours, Rob, where I was reading the Superman stuff and I was like, this is kind of unnecessary. We sort of already know the Smallville days of, of Clark Kent. We don't really need a redux of that. 
Um, but I think the, the Mongol chapters in particular for me were the ones that really worked because, I mean, I, I can't really point to a number of times where we've had Mongol origins outside of like some Green Lantern stuff and, you know, occasional short stories here and there. Um, but I think just in the, in the context of everything we've had in this War World arc so far, this is just a really great way of showing that while Mongol is an absolutely evil figure, he's certainly a complicated one. Um, and like, I don't know that I necessarily sympathize with him, but you can kind of understand, at least for me, that you know his his origins are are a bit more complex than you know you might have thought. He's not just like oh generic evil bad guy. He kind of has a bit more depth to him, which I really appreciated. Um, and I think Johnson is just such an excellent. Um, an excellent knack for world building. So the way that he's really able to flesh out the um, society of <clears throat> war world, you know, before the, the war world that we know now, but still kind of familiar to us, is just really incredible. Um, and so the different tribes and the ways they interact and, and the legends they have and all that stuff, it's just, it's like, it's really organic and it's really natural. And there are some scenes where it's like, it's kind of heavy on the expository dialogue. I admit that, but I think it just does such a, a great job of fleshing out the world that I really feel like I'm engaged in it. Um, so I, I think, at least for me, the reason that I rated this so high was definitely for the Mongol stuff, because I felt like that was, was um, you know, what was really connecting with me. Um, really the only note that I had was um, I kind of, I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely familiar with Cy Spurrier's style, uh, specifically his dialogue and his, his tone. Um, but like the, the different stories, they didn't mesh very well. Like I could tell right off the bat who wrote what. Um, oh, yeah. That's that's kind of a flaw. Like I knew I knew right from the jump, Spurrier did the Superman stuff. Kennedy Johnson did the the War World stuff because their styles are just so different, um, and it it didn't really flow. So like you would go from the Mongol stuff and then you would go to the Smallville stuff and it was like whiplash and it just it felt kind of jarring at times to the point where I was like I almost wish that this annual was just focused on Mongol it would have it probably would have I think maybe been a little bit tighter in that way but um, I I, did, I didn't hate the the Clark stuff I didn't find it you know too terrible it was it was serviceable enough and you know it's it's cute and enjoyable enough that I, I can't really hate it it's you know a fun flashback to Smallville and the lessons that Clark learned. So I really enjoyed it. I think particularly because of the Mongol stuff, that was just standout. Um, and, you know, it just has me even more excited for, for what uh, is, is next with Mongol. So, yeah, 8.75 for me. Wow. That's a really high score, man. Maybe if it yeah. was fleshed out more and it wasn't just like, hey, here's a nice kid that's... That, here's one of Mongol's sons that are that is actually nice. Here he's nice. He gets beat for it. Here he's nice. He gets beat for it. Here he's. I mean, that was that was pretty much for me flipping every page. But right. if it was if it was stretched out the length of an issue, mm. I may have a completely different opinion on that because on it because there there'd be more to the story, more more meat to the story. Um, but the uh, the 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 Clark story, I didn't I didn't need that at all. Yeah, that was probably the most unnecessary. I mean, I didn't hate it, but you know, I, I can no, agree. No, I didn't it was kind of like, hate it. it was yeah, I can I can wild. agree. It was just kind of like, yeah, we've kind of already seen like this type of story before of Clark learning lessons from the Kents. Like, yeah, we kind of we kind of know what the deal is by now. Yeah. 
and I'm seeing now, like thinking about it a bit more, because I'm thinking it might have helped the the book to have the two stories overlap a bit more, like have yeah. very very similar events happen to both children in the same pages and see the differences. But I'm thinking like. In, instead of the story being about that, it's actually showing the opposites of each other. <clears throat> yeah. For Mongol, like my... as a kid, he was a nice kid, and then he was taught and forced to grow as uh, a person seeking revenge. Whereas Clark, mm-hmm. as a kid, uh, started out wanting to get revenge on people, and then was taught to be the bigger person, and instead... Uh, be thoughtful and generous to people and help instead so it literally just 180 on both characters so there's yeah. there's the connection there i still i get it but i still feel like we didn't need that superman story yeah because at it this kinda point reminded we, we me... understand both characters yeah it kind of reminded me of the do you guys remember the the um the I Am Bane story, like that, that oh, issue yeah. from the I Am Bane story where Batman's childhood is juxtaposed with Bane's childhood. Right. And it's kind of like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're very different, but in some ways they kind of have similarities. Um, and it kind of reminded me of that, um, which I, I think was probably a tighter way of doing it. But I, again, I, I do think like maybe if you just focused on the one, like if it was just Mongol... And, and I mean, I, I didn't really have a huge problem with it. I enjoyed it, but I, I can see where you're, you know, where you might have pushback on it being a little too short. Maybe if it was fleshed out a little bit more, it would have would have worked for you. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's how I felt. That's how it rolls. Yep. Well, um, speaking of rolls, I guess it's time for our little honor roll. It is in time for our honor roll. It is time. I don't know why I said it is in time. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is time for our top three books of the week. You know what it is, so I'm going to shoot it over to Josh and let him kick it off. All right. Uh, number three I gave to hardware number six. N- uh, num- number two I gave to Nice House on the Lake number nine. And number one, I gave to the Batman Annual. And um, my my favorite moment was when when uh, in in the Batman Annual when Ghostmaker is breaking the teams down for Batman Inc. Major and and lower. Uh, he says, "Batman of China, local. You're not ready yet, and I hate that you just copied Batman's costume." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that shit made me giggle, man. That that that. I'm telling that's my you, it's, it one. is so much like that first issue of Stormwatch. If you read it, you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, it, it's it's literally like, yeah. It just it reminded me so much of that. Of just like, all right, here's the people who matter. The rest of you can kind of just go home. I'm gonna <laughs> so have like, to go back and reread it because like, it, yeah, it's, it's like it's like a long time. Yeah, it's like it's like El Gaucho and and um, uh, what was his name? Um, Red Wing or not Red Wing the uh, the other one Wingman Wi- no not Wingman the like Man of Bats' son Man um, of Bats, the yeah. um what, what was his name like the, his 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 son the kid oh, my oh God. uh Man of Bats Junior Red Edition uh, no it's like it's like it's like something like that I'm gonna look it up I can't I can't I can't abide by this. 
Um, <laughs> Son of yeah, Manos. no, that that <clears throat> little raven. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah. Raven Red. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah, it's literally just like you guys show promise. The rest of you, whatever, just go home or something. Protect your protect your little city. I don't care. Right. <laughs> We'll call you when we need you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't call right. us. We'll call you. We'll call you. <laughs> yeah. We'll be in touch. All right. Who's up next? <laughs> okay. Uh, so number three. Don't hate me. I had Road to Dark Crisis. <laughs> I, wow. I actually really enjoyed it. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've said worse. I haven't been fired. You can't fire me. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, number two, I had the Action Comics Annual, uh, which actually, after talking about it, I kind of regret. <laughs> but no, it was an enjoyable story. I really based this off of score. Um, and number one, I had Nice House on the Lake. It uh, it's just fucking fantastic. That cliffhanger it, got me. It really I'm is. Really going, yeah. Tynan uh, can write like a motherfucker when he's not writing caves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well. You, yeah, usually. He, he has his moments, but yeah, I think the, the books that are the best are the ones where he's in his own world. Agreed. Yeah. How about you, Brandon? Uh, mine are kind of similar to Rob. I had uh, at, at number three, Don't, don't Hate Me, uh, but I did actually have Justice League Road to Dark Crisis because for as much as I shit on it, um, I, I mean, I really didn't, but... For, for as much as I made fun of it, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of average. Um, and number two, I kind of had a two-way tie because I, I, immediately I wrote this before I gave the final score. I don't know why I did that. But I had a tie between Action Comics, uh, the 2022 annual, and the Batman 2022 annual. I really couldn't decide. A lot of were, you know, fun. Um, and I would probably, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably give it to Action. But honestly, I'm fine you know, having these two be tied, but, um, my number one was without a question, Nice House in the Lake, that is, it's just phenomenal, um, and my, yeah, my god, that cliffhanger, I'm, right. I just, I'm like, it's, it's one of those books where every month I read it, I have no idea what's gonna happen, I truly cannot predict anything, and it's so exciting, it, I feel like I have no it's idea, it's, yeah, I have no even, idea what's going on. Even if he does on. put himself on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would argue James looks more like Walter, but um, anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I just it, it's just such a a great book at at uh, it does such a great job of like keeping the suspense going and and keeping you excited each month and just wondering how the hell they're gonna figure out what's going on, and especially since the end of issue six, which I won't spoil it for the people who haven't had a chance to read it, but ever since things kind of changed is all i'll say um it's it's created a really interesting dynamic and it's like i said it's just it's just such a great book and the art oh my god i could gush about that yeah all right rob did we get a favorite moment from you uh not yet Uh, for for that honestly uh young clark when he was about to take that punch from the bully and he just paused and looked around like okay fine (laughs) I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to. All right. What about you, Brandon? Um, well, I know you guys didn't love it, but I, I did have to give it to uh, 
to that kind of last few pages of the Action Comics annual where Mongol is kind of all grown up now and returns to the Kali Thangar tribe or whatever they're called. Um, and he has like the pelt and everything and he just looks super baller. Um, I, it just looks super cool. Um, and it's like, you know, if you don't get out of my way, I'll move you and it won't be pleasant. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. He's all pimped out. Um, yeah, well, that was uh, that was my favorite moment. But, right. uh, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling kind of kind of sick. Oh, very. Like, like I have to go to the bathroom, but my bathroom stinks. I'm in a hole. It's weird because like, I, I know, and it's weird because like, you know, I I want to clean it, but it smells so bad. I don't know what to do. I'm wondering your neighbors. If, yeah, I'm wondering if maybe I shouldn't use, you know, some of the uh less than seller books we've read this week to mop up the mess. Yes, that <laughs> extended transition was leading to the biggest thinker. Oh, that's nasty. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't there's there's really like four books to choose from and I don't really feel like any of them really made it on here. I mentioned before, with Shadow War Omega, it almost made it to this stink list. After that, kill two birds with one stone line. I thought that was that was very just. Oh I, my god! Oh god! Um, but Canary saying Batman's a backseat driver just saved it enough to take it out of the stink <laughs> list. So <laughs> I, I thought that was really good. <laughs> one so corny I, I, swipe I at Bruce really... Wayne is all it took to set Rob off. Yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Just put Batman in his place for an issue and I'm happy. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't I don't really have one. S- I knew Shadow you were Omega say technically, that. but but no, I I really kind of enjoyed everything this week. I didn't really uh, think anything. Uh, uh, what about you? Always you, abstain. Um, I would probably give it to Shadow War because while not being terrible, it was bland enough that it just, it left no impact on me. And so therefore I have no other place to put it other than the biggest stinker list. Cause I don't want to say that I liked it enough to put it in my top three, but I didn't hate it enough that it's like just an absolute trash fire. So yeah, like you said, it's very bland. It's very vanilla. It's, it's just like, yeah, okay. That, that happened, but not even in a fun way. Like just oh it did happen and there's some interesting things that it set up that i'm looking forward to but other than that it just really offered not a lot of enjoyment for me um so yeah that's my biggest stinker yep uh uh, action comics scored low for me but it's it's far from bad enough to make it onto the biggest stinker list i did have two that were just a little bit below that and I suppose because one was an intro and one was a wrap-up, I was a little harsher on the wrap-up, and that is what made my biggest stinker this week. Shadow War Omega was so epically disappointing and so dumb. I want to flush it again! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Enough said. Well, with that... We have nothing else for you today, so you can go off into the sunshine wherever you are. I assume there will be sunshine there. If not, then I don't know. Go look Wait at a, a picture while. or something. 
Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, we will be back next week talking comics, and we hope you'll stop by. Remember to go to not a robot, or excuse me. Remember to go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NR podcasts for a one-time donation or subscription. It gives you access to our Discord as well as to other content available. Uh, and we'd very much appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff. And we're always having fun on the Discord, uh, so you would be in great company. Uh, but with that, there's only one way that we say goodbye around here. Until next time. Be good to each other. And don't be a robot. Oh, oh shit, that reminds me. I was gonna show you guys. Uh, how, do, how do you feel about Scottish pirate metal? Scottish pirate metal? Yeah. Um, can't, I don't even know can't what that say is. That. Yeah, I can't yeah. say I'm familiar with the genre, dude. It, it's very, very, very. Oh, uh, kind of uh, it, It's rare. I guess I'll say. Mm. Mm-hmm.